Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There are 14 of these midi mid-ranges here. There are 14 of these middle mid-ranges here, and about half of them present a little bit of value. So I think it'd be worth sticking through this video, learning about all of them, and then I'll show you my value guys at the end. We're gonna kick it off up the top with Tevita Pangai Jr., who has a dual position for the dogs here at 593K, average of 41.5. was a very, very strange year for him last year. Plenty of games off the bench, and really just not exactly what you're looking for if you did own him. There were certain little patches where he did really well, and we're hoping for a few larger patches this year if you're looking to pick him up. So the pros up top there is that when he did get over 40 minutes, he had a 48 average. So very, very simply, he didn't need massive minutes, but anything over 40 there was delightful. Obviously, the, the attacking potential is crazy. He's an offloading king, and with the rules changing last year to offloads get to four, this was great for him. But the low minutes last year, he averaged 51. So, you know, the 41.5 in the 51 minutes, the PPM isn't as great as we would have hoped with him, but we should be able to see potentially some bigger minutes for Tavita this year. There's got a new coach. Surely he can use him a lot better than he was used last year. There's a couple of coaches, you know, with Barrett, with Potter. There's too much going on. Ken Serraldo helped Pangai out. Just remember, Pangai was with the Panthers when they had their first run at the title a couple of years ago. He played off the bench with them there and obviously did a, a really solid job for the Panthers. And moving here to, uh, to the dogs last year, we all thought that he would be able to do a lot better and it just didn't happen. So I actually see some value in Tavita for sure. Obviously a 41.5, he has averaged over 50 before, but we're just no idea on the roll at the moment. Let's see what happens in the trial, the trials, depending how many he plays. I think there's a chance we'll be able to find out a little bit more as to how he's going to be used in that, but hopefully Serato comes out and says something as well. They do have plenty of options through the middle and also on the edge. You think of the edge there, you got RFM. On, on that right there, um, who is probably looking at the spot that Tavita's looking at. Maybe they split a bit of time together. You know, you could get 20 or 30 minutes there and then maybe 20 in, in the middle. Who knows exactly, but very inconsistent and absolute roller coaster. But he's actually someone that I have looked at potentially putting in my side. We've moved to the horse, big horse, bro. I always loved watching him play. He was great for us in fantasy a couple of years ago and he's definitely someone on my radar each and every year. With a PPM of 0.95, and being priced at that 590, he definitely presents a little bit of value there in that Raiders pack. So you've got Joey Tarpany and Josh Papali'i up front, and Horsburgh's their next in most important middle. 
Does he get some time at 13 this year? Does Whitehead play there? There's a bunch of questions with that. But if not, hopefully he can get somewhere between that 45 to 55 minutes off the bench if he if he can't crack that start. With that PPM, obviously 50 minutes would get him a solid average of around that 40, uh, 45 to 46 there, which would be great. And you see here, when he did get over 40 minutes, he was averaging 47, and he averaged 49 across the year. So... Spots up for grabs, plenty to think about with him. Only worries really is that he's already priced up and is there much room for, for many more minutes? That's probably the, the big question there. I'd say right at this stage, he's not in my team, but I think that if there was an opportunity for him to get some more minutes, if there's an injury or a suspension for a three, four week period, then I think that he could uh, he could get that 55 minutes and be really dominant with the offloads and you know, the ball playing that he can do. All right, we've got Tui Kamakamika at 5.79, a tiny bit cheaper. Obviously, a good PPM for him. You know, he's really re regularly getting that 45 minutes there and, and that 40 points. So last year, he averaged at 43 minutes a game. Is there much of an increase on that? Could he be a 45-minute player? That doesn't really move the needle. Is he a 50-minute? Maybe that changes a few things, but it's a very awkward price. There's a lot of questions. I just don't think we can look to pick him up this year, even with the, the forwards that they're missing. They've got Josh King. They could, can play big minutes. They've got Nelson, who's going to do the same. So, yeah, too many question marks for Tweet. Victor Radley, so uh, someone a few people are very interested in year to year. He always looks like he's going to be pretty solid just because he plays such big minutes in that lock role. So him at 40.3 average, 576. Yeah, the pros for him obviously is a 44 average in over 50 minutes, and a majority of the time he does get that. So potentially four points of value in him there. But the cons is obviously all over the shop. We've got the suspensions, the sim bins, the injuries. They do have an early buy in round four. So there's a lot to think about with him. So I think it is pretty well a hard pass for Victor. Daniel Saifi, someone that a bunch of us are pretty interested in. And he's someone that's floating in and out of my team at the moment. So I haven't uh, plugged him in exactly. But at 5.45, he definitely presents a little bit of value. And I see you know, a 47 average and a 46 average for him in 2020 and 2021 respectively. Obviously, injury affected last year, so he just didn't have that punch. He didn't have the base stats, and you know the minutes weren't too bad. He just wasn't himself, so there's definitely some bounce-back factor for Daniel. Losing Clemmer and Barnett is pretty important. He obviously gets Adam Elliott back, but there is still one big minute middle forward slash edge there with Barnett uh, that he is missing, and I think he's the good, Daniel's going to be the one that improves off this. The late buy is obviously a big win as well. Cons for him, he's never been a keeper, averaging under 50 every year. He's someone that you're going to look to early to, to get to use those 40s, hopefully mid-40s kind of scores for the first part of the year. Similar to what we did with Christian Welch a couple of years ago, and then move him on at around that 650 mark, I'd say. You know, you get some good points, you get a little bit of uh, value out of him up until the buys, and then moving him on from there would be ideal. Lindsay Collins, so a very interesting one here. You got him at 536K, which is a fair bit lower than he has been over previous years. Can you see that 37.6 average? The pros for him, over the last few years, he's, he's hit averages of 44 and 54 in 20 and 21 when he played over 40 minutes, which is very much his role. Injuries has obviously stopped a lot of his great averaging, and he, that 54 was in some, he was only in about five games. So just be aware of that. The 44 was a, a long season there. So definitely some value just straight off that first average in 2020, for example. And they're a team that's obviously in need of some, some good middle forwards as Siwa Takiaho leaves. So Collins is definitely someone that is on my radar and potentially has some value there at 536. The cons for him, obviously, the injuries over the last bunch of years and that early buy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Round four does hurt his chances of being a pretty solid mid-range middle there for your side. Murata Niakori is a very interesting one, but I just don't feel like he's going to get the the minutes, unfortunately, or the potential to score really highly. Unfortunately, he's been priced up almost five points, so he's sitting around that 37 uh, price point there. You look at uh, Sorensen here, who was priced exactly his average of 35.6. He's uh, 24K above that, so yeah, pretty well straight on that 37 mark, which is a bit silly. They've priced him up based on his ability to potentially get the the edge roll, which isn't even certain. So I think you just got to avoid him. You look at his average on the edge last two years, he's at 40, so really it only gives you three points of value. And that's if he's getting big minutes on the edge. And we have no idea how they're going to be used. So just heard a little bit on Mitch Barnett, who I was a little bit high on, but now I'm starting to fade a little bit, just for the fact that it sounds like he's going to be playing the same role he did at the Knights, which was way too up and down, and you could just never own him. Well, I don't think so anyway. The cons for him, yeah, too pricey, I just think, at this point, and not really a certain role. Uh, won't be playing center, which I just learned yesterday, but he will be you know, spending some time on the bench or you know, smaller minutes on the edge, for example. Sorensen. So for him at 509k, the 35.6 average, he does have a 40 average on the edge if that's the potential that he, you know, the potential spot that he gets. If it's not Garner, if there's an injury to Liam Martin or Garner, for example, he could end up in that position. But majority of the time, he's going to be playing on the bench, and this is the average that he gets, which is pretty nice in the minutes that he does get. But I just don't see him as being so important. With the buy in round three, there's better guys to think of. Jacob Saifidi there, 504k. The lesser of the two brothers in a, in terms of a fantasy choice there, 35 average. He does uh, average 38 when he gets over 40 minutes, but there are games that he does uh, get under that. I just don't really see his role increasing too much with Elliot coming over from the Knights, uh, sorry, to the Knights from the Raiders there. So yeah, I just think he kills a bit of that value. Elliot will be the bigger minute forward, you would imagine. Well, we hope so, because a lot of us are putting in, uh, him in our team. But yeah, that's it for Jacob. Not much to say. Josh King, 502K, 35.2. He was obviously relevant last year at the start of the year, being a cheaper guy. Came out and, and played big minutes in that lock role, and there was injuries and, and the like there. At the Storm, so obviously there's a big minute roll up for grabs with a few of their experienced heads going. But really, the big con there, 36, 38.6 average in 61 minutes. And the PBM is just not good enough, unfortunately. And you can't see, really see his minutes increasing too much unless you unless he managed to get 80, but I doubt that in this side. They don't really have uh, any 80-minute guys apart from you know, Grant plays 76, 77. He gets some spells here and there. Uh, and then you know, Cameron Smith did as well. So really, the forwards, there's no massive, uh, massive minute forwards apart from the edges there. Ryan Sutton. So he's a very interesting one. The, the 491K... Provides us a little bit of value in general. Under that 500 there, 
usually gives the guys that get big roles a bit of a chance. So we just need to see if Ryan does get that bigger role. So you look there at his pros, the 40 average in 50 minutes is nice. That gives us you know, five and a half points of value at a minimum there. Do we expect him to get 50 minutes at the dogs? That is the worry. I definitely think he's good enough. You look at uh, times in in his career when he has he has come out and scored really well. He's been you know, very attacking in in certain points, which is really, really nice. But um, yeah, the issues with Ricky was a bit of an issue for him and he had a bunch of lower minute games. So I think he can come out for the dogs and, and do pretty well. Um, he has averaged 44 and 52 in his career um, in, in the two years prior. So yeah, very interesting in certain spots when he does get a chance to 44, sorry, in 52 minutes is, is the career average there. Cons, unsure of the role, obviously. There's just lots of forwards, so that's that. Dylan Walker, we've got three to go, guys. 474, the average is 33.2. The new team for him could potentially be a pro. I don't see much of a of an increase if he's going to be a bench guy, which he is, it sounds like. Coach came out and said that. The 35 in 50 minutes is the role that he's got at the moment, and I don't see that in, increasing at all. Royce Hunt is a very interesting one. A few people have been talking about him potentially for an increased role this year. You look at his pros there, when he plays over 30 minutes, he gets the 36.7 average. So that provides you know, six and a half points of value and the attacking upside. He scored a bunch of tries last year and and that was very helpful. I just see for him that awkward price is a bit of a killer. Unless he was able to get sort of a 40 minute role regularly, he'd be able, yeah, he'd be able to get an average about that 40 points, which would be cool. Um, yeah, and send the cons here. He's never really been a good scorer apart from the 40-minute games that he played at the end of the year. So if he gets that, he's going to be worth it. But unless we get told that he's going to be getting big minutes, they've got guys like McInnes off the bench that are going to be able to do that. They've got Wade Gray and they've got T. Wilton to fit in. There's a bunch of guys that need to fit in this squad. And unfortunately, I don't think he's going to get that massive bump that we're looking for and we need for him to be a good scorer. And lastly there, Mark Nichols with the Dolphins. He has moved over there. We've seen you know, a few of the, the Rabbitohs guys potentially get a bigger role with Mark leaving. And does Mark get a role or a good one at the Dolphins? Average of 28.3 last year. The pros for him, 32 in 38 minutes. He did play a good year under Wade Vedder a couple of years ago, but he is a few years older. And that did include a bunch of tries, which is not very, um, you know, not very like him, let's be honest. In, in you know, He scored five tries in, in over 100 games or something like that. So yeah, not so great for him. Uh, a few people thinking that, just him moving clubs, him moving back to Bennett. I had a little look into that, and yeah, it doesn't seem like that's the, the best way to go. I just don't see much much changing at the Dolphins. His minutes are going to be around that 40 mark or so. They've got a bunch of mouths to feed in that one. So they've got some big minute edges. Obviously, uh, Kenny Bromwich, Felice Cafusi. So yeah, I don't see the, um, the middle minutes being split too heavily to certain guys. Like even Tom Gilbert, we're a little bit worried about for sure with him, who is someone I'll be explaining, uh, talking about in the Edge video, which is exciting. Okay, the value guys. So I actually see TPJ having probably close to the most value if he gets the role. Saifidi's gonna be the safest by far, but TPJ I think has the most upside. Saifidi probably seven points. I think TPJ has nine plus, so you can get to about that 50 average and above, which is pretty cool. Number three, I'm seeing you know, the horse and Collins fairly similar. I think all these guys, all the top five here, the guys I think actually have some value. Um, horse, if he can get a few minutes, I think you know probably will happen this year. Probably has about five points of value. Collins as well, but he has a little bit more injury risk than guys like the horse does. So you know Collins could be solid, but the injury risk is there. Probably about five points of value, and then Sutton as well. He could have about four to five points of value if he is able to get his role. But that's that video, guys. I hope you enjoyed that one. We'll be getting on to the biggest one of the year next, and that's the edge. 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.